Alright guys, this week we got the Hene Mines rerun event. We got the Temple of the Ancients featuring the new Final Fantasy VII units. The Vault of Hidden Treasures is back on the daily. Finally, Katy Perry is getting her final, hopefully final, little yep. concert. We'll see what happens with this that. This event actually has an end date yeah. attached to it, so hey. Maybe she'll yeah. finally get to rest. Yeah. And as well, you can do the Memories of the Automaton... The Memories of an Automaton extra stages... That's what we're going to be covering today. Hope you guys enjoy. And also, welcome to the show. <laughs> this is the FFBE Podcast. Alright, this week, like we mentioned, starting off, the Vault of Hidden Treasures, you can do that daily. It's 100% worth it. You're getting a ton of gill if you're craving for gill, plus a bunch of free experience what are they called the metal king the, metal the cactuars. metal cactuars yeah the the gill snappers you get a lot of pots yeah it's tons of pots worth doing right free lapis just five energy you literally press auto and you can clear it you don't have to worry yeah everything all the missions are yet. like no items no ko's no oh yeah free lapis like, is in there too yeah so if for nothing do remember it for the to lapis. do them it'll be around until the 26th so just don't forget because it doesn't show up anywhere unless you go into the vortex you click that little button yeah There's it's no usually the first thing in the, yeah. in the menu so just don't forget about it that's all and then we also got the the memories of an automaton crist farming missions are live yeah those little extra stages that appear at the yeah. bottom so these things i managed to clear them all over the course of the week and I ended up getting enough materials to fuse that gun. The, oh, the really good gun, yeah. Yeah, the, the one that, it's not super good, but, you know, Roberta users, if you have nothing else, it's decent. Um, I managed to get enough materials to do it just passively. I only cleared each mission once. It's worth doing those as well. I know they're 60 energy a pop, but a lot of free lapis, a lot of crisps in there that you can use to enhance any units. There's lots of, there's yeah. lots of units, especially with the recent updates, that take a lot of Chris to max out, but yeah. they become really, really good units after. So it's definitely worth it. Plus, if you do have units that aren't enhanced yet, most units do get enhanced in the future. So it's never a bad thing to just passively collect these in preparation. Yeah, I mean, you never know when you're gonna need it and you do one run through, it's fine. Um, take yours on if you have them. He ends up increasing the uh, the drop rate for you. I know. Yeah. I know. This week we had a we had an early maintenance and an early go live for the events. Mm -hmm. But also we do have a ton of stuff to farm with our energy, so I think that's probably why they did it. Just Most likely. Yeah. Um, we missed out on that Steel Castle event, but it looks like it's going to be coming up in the next, next week, week. Yeah. Which is really nice. So again, something to look forward to. If you have weapons that you want to enhance that you need to pick up or get them ready. Prepare for that. Should I be getting the full Steel Castle event uh, this week? Next, let's talk about the Henny Mines rerun. Really briefly, there's a few items in there. Uh, you're getting a chance to get Adamant Vest, which is fantastic for anything, any missions that require a lot of fire resistance. Yeah, 50% fire resist at the cost of 50% ice imperil. It's a trade-off, but if you're running any missions, right away Omega comes to mind, you need 100% fire resist on all your units. Yep. So this kind of equipment, it's, it's really easy to get, it's cheap. If you don't have one, just jump in, pick it up, it might come in handy. Uh, you're also able to get the Zodiac Spear, which is okay. The main things here, this Will Crossblade, one of those unique pieces of weapons that allows you to have plus five percent dodge yeah i i end up using this in a few of my tank dodge builds 
It's not a great weapon in terms of actually dealing damage, but it's nice because it's a dagger, so you can slap 150% high tide on it in a dodge. So put it on your tank, he'll be blasting off his limit burst. Great for things like Wilhelm or uh, what's his name? I don't know if you can even equip it because I don't use one, uh, the Boss? sexy guy. Oh, um, oh, why can't I? Seekhart. Yeah, Seekhart. Wow, that was um, awkward. They both have great limit bursts that uh, give your team damage mitigation. So it's really nice to be able to get it faster. This kind of daggers are always great for that. And finally, we got the Holy Rod, which is in there. Not amazing. It's a 53 mag rod with light element, which is not bad. The main thing I think this is useful for in today's day and age is that plus 15% MP innately on the weapon. Great for completing that MP uh, mission. And also, I think it is the only light elemental rod in the game. Not that your mages will ever physically attack, but sometimes it, it can be helpful if you're doing a story mission and you know you got to deal light damage to enemies without using magic or something like that. You might be able to slap it on on an offhand or something and it make might it help. easy for yeah. yourself for sure. But yeah, it's not the greatest, but it's there. Now let's get into the new content for this week. Finally, we mentioned at the start of the show we're going to be talking about the pop hits. Finally getting Katy Perry of the Immortal Flames. It's going to be amazing. Or will it? We'll see. But it's nice to know yeah. that this event has an end date. It will end. The concert will be over <laughs> after like a year and a half of singing. I can't remember when they announced the actual end date was. I think it was sometime in July, if I'm not mistaken. You know, don't hold me to that. I don't actually have it in front of me here. So basically this is another wave battle event, the same as the previous Katy Perry event. The missions are super easy to do, except the one difference here is that the free Katy Perry unit we get this time is actually useful. Yep, it's going to be pretty fantastic to use her. Mentioning her, we might as well just get yeah, right into talking about her. Her TMR, Everlasting Fantasy, gives you 20% MP. 30% mag with a harp, which, uh, in fact, Immortal Flame Katie will be using harp-branded weapons or instruments, mm -hmm. I guess I'll call them. And it decreases your chance of being targeted by 50%. Now, even if you're not making use of the other aspects of this TMR, this is fantastic in those fights where the boss gets a preemptive strike yeah and you can like the only person you need to survive is your healer for example you can stick this onto your healer and it, it's 50 percent less chance to be targeted yeah plus your tanks typically have an increased rate of being targeted so it makes it almost impossible that your healer is going to take that hit yeah it can be helpful i don't know how much of these types of materials we have you might even be able to run like a, a no provoke build just put Decrease targeting on all your other units. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It'd just be funny. I don't think it's viable. It'd just no, be no, definitely not. Yeah. But overall, a pretty decent TMR. Her STMR, Empowering Earrings. They're an accessory that give you 20% HP, 20% Spirit, which is pretty good. Uh, but the main thing you'll be getting is Encouraging Aura, which is an active special ability, which gives you the chance of casting one of four abilities, all of which are pretty useful in my opinion. But also because it's random, it probably means you're They're never going to use it. Useless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like That's if the you, issue. If you need to remove debuffs, but you get the the hundred percent buff to your team, it's like, why? <laughs> so exactly. Unfortunately, most players will never actually use this ability. But it does have some decent stats on it. Twenty percent HP, twenty percent spirit on an accessory is respectable. It's not like super crazy. It's probably not even TMR level. Maybe it is. 
it I is. A, it is. The, I don't think it is. It is the STMR of a free unit. So you know, I'll take what I can get. It's a lot better. I want to say than previous KDs STMR. So at least this one has some uses. I will agree with that. That that is a hundred percent true. As far as she goes as a unit, it looks like she's going to be primarily dealing evoke damage again, if I'm not mistaken. She does a lot of magic damage as well. She's actually got a lot in her kit. So actually, the reason I love this Katie is she has a ton of chaining families. I think she's got Divine Ruination. She's got Tornado. She has all the primary magical chaining families, you know, uh, Flood, Frost, Chaos Wave. And she's got access to, I think, six out of eight elements in her kit. Right away, I'm thinking this unit is fantastic for those missions, the story missions, right? Where you, you want to take her and you, know, you deal fire and ice damage and you forget to put in like Shiva or some ice damage and you're, you're boned. Really nice for that. And also great in Arena. So normally when we get these free units, you fuse them right away to try to get that 50% Moogle or whatever, right? Um, in this case, for some players, it might be worth keeping two seven-star Katie's around. One, because of her utility in Arena, it's a she's never going to be banned out because she has Tornado, she has Chaos Wave, she can dual cast all of it, she has Frost. She's got like a ton of uh, ways to deal damage. And then two, for any players that need an off-chainer, for, for example, if you have one Transterra or something and you can't find a partner, she's great for that. Now she won't be doing, she has the stats of a six star at seven star, so she's not gonna be pumping out crazy damage, but it's still respectable. You can use her to build up those chains, like you said. Yeah. I confused my Katie's, you're completely right. This one's all about the magic damage. It was the red Katie that was the evoker. My bad. This girl's pumping out magic damage. Like you said, at about a six star level. It's not horrible though, because of her yeah. wide variety of chaining families, and she's got and some, different ways of doing the damage. Yeah, she's right? got some great modifiers on her abilities as well to make up for it a little bit. So she's not doing more damage than a seven-star mage. <clears throat> mage, sorry, but it's respectable. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, if you're new, definitely keep two of them. But even if you're not, if you if you're struggling in arena, she will help you a ton. And if you're struggling to clear some content because you don't have any chainers or chain partners for your mages, like I said, she's got Quake, she's got Tornado, she's got Freeze, Flood, she has all of the all of them, ones, right? Yeah. And on top of that, I think it's Divine Ruination. Yeah, it's, yeah she, she has also, Divine Ruination. She also has Divine Ruination, so it's just like... She just cool. does everything. King's Glaive as yeah. well, if you look at her limit burst, she can do uh, a King's Glaive chain family. Yeah. So overall, she covers a lot of more difficult to find chaining yep. families and also gives you some of the prominent ones as well like divine ruination yep. like chaos wave for uh, a lot of the mages that we yeah, have I mean, if you're running mages chaos wave is the chaining family yeah, right pretty much like tornado is beautiful and all but there hasn't been a good tornado user in a long time i think the last one was malfacy yeah flood is the only one that does decent damage so if you know if you've got enhanced lulu flood is still very good it can compete with chaos chain that's it so it's like the fact that she can, she also has a really high uptime, I want to say, on her triple cast. So mm -hmm. she gets triple block magic if you use her uh, cooldown ability. And it, it's up for <clears throat> four turns. turns. Mm -hmm. So you're only going to really have one turn with it down. And I think that's awesome. She, so she brings a lot to the team. The only drawback is her low stats. So, you know, it's, it's a trade-off, but she is 100% free. And she takes, I think she takes, from going from 7 star level 101 to 120, I think it takes one King Metal Miniature. 
Yeah, she doesn't take a lot. Like, they made this unit yeah. really, really easy to max out for everybody. Yeah. Even if you're brand new to the game, it does not take you a long time yeah. to get this girl to max out. So, yeah, star. she doesn't have the stats of a 7-star, but she also doesn't take the Cactuars of a 7-star to get to max level. So you can level her very easily, get her right up there ready to use. So overall, I mean, a not, really versatile unit. Honestly. Not an amazing unit, but I think the fact that she's free, it's ten out of ten what you get out of her. Like, yeah, it's so good. I know a lot of players will still fuse her because the the character is good, and you don't if you don't need her, you don't need her. Yeah. But a lot of players, I think, are gonna love this girl, and I think just definitely consider if she could help you or not before you decide to throw her into the the fusion thing to get your character because. For now, she might be. You can always pick up the get your trust, the trust Moogle. Sorry, you can always pick up the trust Moogle down the road. Yeah, anytime. And you can use her for now until you get something to fill that slot. So just get. I just wanted to make sure you guys kind of take a chance, think about it, what you need for your team. Hundred percent. Before, because I know a lot of times we get these free units, and you're like, "Well, they're crap. Let's just you know move on." But, but this one, this is one's not. actually okay. Yeah, this one's good. Yeah. So that's Immortal Flame, Katie. She's free if you do the event. Uh, make sure to pick up a lot of the equipment as well as part of that event because Katie can make use of most of it. Uh, Minnie, do you want to go over some of the equipment we'll be getting? For Katie? Yeah, for Katie. I guess let's start with the Frosted Stilettos. We'll um, work our way up. It's a, it's an accessory with a bit of flat MP. As far as MP goes, it's okay. Otherwise, not too helpful. Nice for Katie users because you can uh, complete the set, you know? That's what it's all about, <laughs> completing that set. She also gets a hat, which gives you a little bit of mag. It's not great. Uh, for new players, it'll be okay. But the nice thing here is auto shell onto Katie. The frosted gown is pretty good. The 10% HP is not bad for a robe. A little bit of mag and spirit in there, and you're getting auto faith. So like that baseline buff to her mag is nice. This is the best one in my opinion. Frosted microphone, you're getting that 75 mag plus 20% mag if it is equipped to the Immortal Flame Katie. I want to say, to be real, the only one worth actually equipping her with is this microphone. microphone yeah. um, the other two, you can get better gear easily, and the passive bonuses that she gets from them are not that good. Yes, I agree. Easily today, any buffer or any support can give you 100% stats. It'll, Even Katie herself. <laughs> it, exactly. It'll automatically overwrite whatever the bonus effect here is. But the 20% mag attached to a harp with already 75 mag makes it very tough to find a weapon that will give her more. So I think the microphone, very good if we're being serious. Uh, the other stuff you can probably ignore and not feel too bad about it if you don't care about getting the set. The nice thing about the microphone is it's a decent harp for Katie and it kind of unlocks her passives, it unlocks yeah. the TMR or STMR, I forget which one it was, uh, that passive ability on there as well. So kind of buffs her up pretty nicely. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect for her. One thing that I forgot to mention about Katie that I just remembered is that she also increases your drop rate for Gil by 100%. Oh, we didn't talk about that actually. She's not only, really good for just... Farming. Not only Gil, but I think she also has the item hunter passives. Yep. So if you have Zahn, um, he got, he's got you covered. You don't got to worry. But if you don't, if you're running like uh, Laura Croft, mm -hmm. I know she has it as well. People use her still. Mm -hmm. Katie is a great replacement because she's got all the utility we talked about with the chaining families and the, the supporting abilities. But she can also, she's a great unit for your farming team. Item farming, yeah. gill farming, she's gonna. So if you're going to go into, for example, you don't have anybody with these passives, and you're going to go do those Chris missions, the bonus ones from last week from the Roberta mm -hmm. event, throw in Katy Perry because 
she'll increase how many crits you get in those missions. Yeah. It makes it way more efficient. And she also has a great utility, so she can easily clear the missions in there for you. She can chain. I think overall, probably, like, I just love this unit. unit, I love this unit, yeah. Yeah. She does everything. She does a little bit of everything. She doesn't do it great, but she does it good enough. I just wanted to quickly mention those because it was pretty significant. We had one last thing. Uh, It's Fortuna's (laughs) Faith, I think it's called. Yeah, Fortuna's Faith. Uh, Gives you some HP and defense as well as some refresh, 3% MP per turn. Pretty decent for a free thing, getting that refresh on there if you have no other refresh materia. You know, it would have been good last year or two years ago, but now it's just okay. Now we have everyone has refresh now. Or like TMRs with refresh stuck on them or stuff like that. So it's pretty much. I remember when refresh used to be just the thing. Amazing. 3% refresh? Holy. Best What's his name? That one three-star white mage that came with Zahn? I can't remember his name now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. The Vestment of Mine? Oh, yeah, that thing. I used the crap out of that thing because it had the passive refresh. Aiden. Yeah, Aiden. It was so good. But now it's just like, meh. Pretty much. Yeah. A little bit too late, but still helpful for those that need it. All right, enough about Katie. We went on about that pretty much as long as her concert has lasted so far. We got the Temple of the Ancients coming at you. We are finally getting, I think, a lot, one of, or two of, actually, people's favorite Final Fantasy VII units with Aerith and Red, uh, Red 13. Both fantastic units, which we'll get to in a little bit. Let's go over a little bit of what the event is giving us. Yeah, so it's a standard King Mog event. Um, We're seeing a comeback of that mechanic where you collect points to get rewards. Mm -hmm. So the only one I want to say really worth uh, mentioning is that guaranteed five-star summon ticket at, I think, 15,000 points, Mm -hmm. which if you were somewhat consistent, I mean, last time we had this, I was not consistent at all with my King Mogs, and I still managed to hit it. So it's not bad because you get 100 points for every, I think, 10 energy. Mm-hmm. Than the mission costs, so you can you can cap it out pretty quickly, right? One hundred percent. It's not it, like getting up to that fifteen thousand is pretty easy as long yeah. as you do the event. Uh, I don't know a few times, like at least a few times a day, right? You don't have to be super efficient, but I think if you wipe your energy yeah. once a day doing the event, you should be able to get it. Exactly. It was nice of them to put it right in the middle because obviously, if you're not super efficient, it's going to be hard to get to that thirty thousand uh, mark. Yeah, but. 15,000 is doable, I think. At Definitely. least for my experience, because I did it the last time I was around. I just, I, was, I just didn't have the energy. I didn't have the time. I was like, I can't be super efficient. I went in, I cleared it like three, four times a day max. Yeah. And I still managed to get the... Yeah, same. Ticket, I did the so. exact... It was the same for me. It's not too hard. They were nice to put in the middle. A free five-star right there. Yeah, it's perfect. I think the equipment in this event is surprisingly good. Uh, the Hypno Crown, not so much. It's whatever. It's a hat, yeah. 20 mag. It's not horrible. The Gigas Armlet surprised me. Attack plus 30 on an accessory just for free. That's yeah. among the better ones that we've had. The only thing that hinders this is that it's males only, number one. And then number two, I feel like 30... Is, I mean, it's free, so I understand. But we've got better accessories in the pool. I agree with you. Yeah, so I'm just, it's okay. I just think it's better than like usually we're getting crap like the hypno crap. Yeah. Right? That's normally what the fifteen thousand equipment or accessory is. So getting something that's mildly usable, like you can put it onto a unit if you 
Yeah. In a lot of situations, realistically. So it's pretty good. The the rest of the stuff doesn't really do much for me. Doctor's Garments gets you, I think it's increased item uh, healing. Yeah, it, it doubles the healing from recovery items. So not too useful for most people. Um, it's okay. You can pick it up. It's a decent defense spirit uh, piece of cloth. It is a it is a TMR of I think Onogiri mm -hmm. or some on I can't remember her name, but the doctor one from way back when from uh, Onogiri or something like that. from yeah. Jiraiya's event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's decent. It's not amazing because we don't really use items that much. I have like five hundred yeah. elixirs. Will it double the potency of my elixir? Exactly. Not only will it heal your units, it'll give them it'll a barrier. It'll give them yeah. a barrier. That'd be a, that would, if that was the case, that would be amazing. Yeah, but it's, the, it's it definitely it not doesn't. the case. Yeah. No, it it does not. <laughs> Let's jump into the units themselves. Um, this is kind of nice. People have been waiting for the Final Fantasy VII, the other units to come through. We're not going to talk about Kate Sith and Barrett. Because They've been here before. We talked about them. Yeah. The only thing I want to say about them is if you're pulling for Aerith or Red... Just save your extra copies of Barrett or Kate Sith. Not only for the farming. farming, but also because I think in Japan, right after this event concluded, we got a raid event with two more Final Fantasy VII units. Now, the reason it's significant is because in this raid... You can get the you Moogles. Can, you can get their Moogles. And so you can easily max out their TMRs and trade them in to the coin shop for some extra coins. So definitely... Keep them around. You don't have to if you're if you're going super hard and you got like twenty, you don't got to keep twenty. But keep at least like eight or nine copies of each because that's roughly how many I end up filling out if I'm doing really well in the raids. And it's it's an easy, nice like extra one thousand, two thousand coins that you can just get because you know you already have the units. Yeah, keep them around. See what comes around. Uh, there's no guarantee we're gonna get the same thing. Hopefully, it follows that formula because I'm gonna be keeping mine around. Yeah. Um, conveniently, we did just get a chance to get five expansion tickets. So if you are sore for room, using those expansion tickets on your units to hold these guys around to hopefully get some trust coins might be a really good idea. Let's talk about Red 13 to start. I, I personally really like this guy in the games. Yep. He was one of my more favorite, more favorite, one of my more <laughs> liked characters. I think his backstory was pretty nice. He had a... Uh, uh, an edge to him you know yeah yeah he's uh you can tell look at him he's got a mohawk and tattoos he's he's all about it's it badass yeah. fire coming mm -hmm. off of it anyways he's a prototype for charmander he's got a fire on his tail his tmr is disgusting well disgusting in I mean, my opinion you know. for a tmr i think 50 it's, attack is a yeah. lot i think there's only 55 on an accessory that does more base attack giving you 20% MP and an extra 10% attack as a TMR. Yeah. That's fantastic. The 55 attack is on an STMR. So, so like, it's just shy of What I want to say level. is uh, it is really good. It's one of the best accessories you can equip. Um, but if you have, like, a Desha's earring, the amount, it's not, like, if you're only going to chase him for this, it's not worth it because the amount of attack, more attack it gives you, I don't think is worth the investment. But if you're going for this unit anyway or you end up just pulling him passively i think yeah it is it is great it is a nice little upgrade 100 percent. his stmr limited moon kicking that attack stat up on the accessory up to 60 attack now that this will be the highest i yeah. think attack on an accessory in the game plus 30 percent mp and it's giving you high tide which is amazing, amazing yeah. because so many of our top tier dps units 
use their limit burst to unlock things, to do crazy yep. amounts of damage. Like, just look at, uh, what's her name? Regina, Regina that we just got. Yep. If you can unlock her limit burst that much sooner, it makes her that much better, right? Uh, really, really strong STMR coming yeah, out of this guy. Yeah, I, I really like that high tide, especially with... We're seeing more and more units get extra special effects and buffs on their limit burst to make them want to use their limit bursts. So it's just super nice to to have more options. And if you grab this TMR, definitely one of the best you can give to any of your attackers. 100%. Or STMR, I should say. So Red 13, as a unit, looks like he's the first one to come to use exclusively the Stardust Ray Chaining Family. We've had yep. a couple units get it. Yeah. He's the first one to focus solely on his entire kit doing that type of chaining. So yeah, I mean, he he does have a few chaining partners. One is 2B, who is a very old unit, and her damage is kind of outdated. Um, Monk Sabin can chain, but it's not his ideal chain, so you're going to be sacrificing damage <clears throat> on Monk Sabin. Lila is really good if you build her physical. Um, she's a great chaining partner for him. Yep. So yeah, his ideal chaining partner is probably a copy of Red. Yep. But his second best, I want, I'd probably say, is Enhanced Lila. See, I think that Monk Sabin doesn't do too bad with him just to unlock that elemental chaining for free within the kit. Because they can both use Stardust Ray chaining on both Fire yeah. and Wind. So it allows you to elemental chain. You don't have to rely on that spark chain or like special equipment. Yeah. You can just chain with them elementally. So what I want to focus on with Red here is basically he's Axtar in dog form. He has the same mechanic, so how you're gonna wanna play him is his main damaging ability is called Earth Rave. It's a Stardust Ray Chain, and it- Non-elemental, despite yeah, the name. Non-elemental, so it's not Earth damage, it's just regular damage, but you want to first use some of his other abilities, right? So <clears throat> I think you, you wanna use Howling Moon, because it's gonna power up his Earth Rave. And then obviously you want to spam Earth Rave as much as possible. The other thing he has is what I really love about him is he's got three access to three elements in his kit. So you can change your elements mid battle if you want to. Yep. Right? I think that's amazing. So you can he can do fire, wind, and dark damage. And his limit burst also imperils those three elements for a hundred percent. Even though his damage, well nobody's damage compares to Xeno or Esther right now or Roberta. Not Roberta. Um Axton. Regina. Oh Regina. He does actually do slightly more damage than Axtar, yeah. which I mean is how it should be. If we didn't get these super OP units, he would, he be, would be the next guy like, in line. Super, yeah, yeah, super yeah. good. And he still is. He's going to like... Clean, he's amazing. He's going to clean the clock of probably any trial we have right now. Like he's good. He's really versatile. The other thing I love about him is he can give your team an AOE one physical attack dodge buff, which can help for survivability. He can also increase the the LB fill rate for your whole team, which mm -hmm. which gives him some nice utility for LB teams. He can he can help out there. So the only thing holding him back, in my opinion, See, is... One more th sorry, before you say what's holding him back, yeah. one more thing to add. Some people might be thinking that you have to sacrifice a turn to use these things. He does unlock a triple cast, and you can build these extra benefits in while he's still doing damage which is an amazing aspect. Yeah. You can triple cast literally or double cast every single ability he has. Yeah, he does not lose a lot of damage for accessing his utility. The other thing actually we didn't mention is he has no equipment passives. So you can actually gear him with any weapon he can equip. 
He doesn't prefer any weapon. I think if you do the math, probably Amber's Knuckles are probably his strongest weapon because of their high variance. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have them, he can easily to equip any two-handed weapon, right? He, I love that about him. He's like super versatile. He's one of the probably most versatile damage dealers we've had recently. Yeah, because none of his passives are locked to any type of equipment. Yeah. So like Minnie's saying, you can equip whatever the best two-handed weapon is that he can pause. Or even the best, if you don't have yeah. good two-handed weapons, a one-handed weapon is just two-handed weapons with that extra yeah. damage usually is the best way to go. And he's got access to some of the best weapon types, right? Swords, great swords, katanas, yeah. fists. So, I mean, uh, overall, I, I think Red 13 is a great unit. Anybody who doesn't have Esther or Zeno and you don't want to play the build a team around Regina game, Red is probably your best bet for damage. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's really, really, really good. You want, like, everything he has is usable, I'd say, in every single situation. There's not a yeah. single trial where you'd be like, well, Red 13, you can't really use him. No, you can use this guy in every trial. He's got the elements. He's got non-elemental. He's got yeah. great damage, chaining, um, decent utility, surprisingly. Like, he covers pretty much everything you'd want to do. Yeah, I like it. Now, He's touching on his similarity to Axtar, where you want to use certain abilities to build up his main ability um using his limit burst is really good because it does give an increased modifier for four turns the nice thing too is that he accesses triple cast so one thing you want to keep in mind when using this guy is on every single turn after you use his limit burst you want to at least have earth rave in one part of that because as long as you cast earth rave once within your combo it keeps that chain because yeah. it's a stacking uh, a stacking ability so it, just make sure you use earth rave at least once among the three abilities to keep the chain uh stacked up yeah and don't let him die because unfortunately <laughs> yeah, you die if you die like... you start at zero which sucks because most of his damage comes from these stacks so just make sure to protect him keep him alive don't yeah. don't sacrifice him because his damage is going to drop back to where he started and he's got to build them all up again but overall an amazing unit very versatile, very strong, self-sufficient, does yep. fantastic. How does his counterpart on this banner fare? We got Aerith. So Aerith, the the contender for top healer with... I thought you were going to... Honestly, I thought you were going to say top waifu for some reason. I don't know why. I, uh, I don't know. I was never an, uh, an I was Aerith. Ne I wasn't an Aerith fan either. Yeah. I mean, not a, like I'm not... I'm a fan of her. I just don't see her as a waifu. Which she wasn't really, my top yeah. tier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking... Because we're on the topic. <laughs> because we're on the topic. What do you think of that Final Fantasy VII remake? I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the trailer. Yeah, They've revealed all the main characters and what they're going to look like. Oh, they look beautiful. I they love look amazing. It. They're yeah. the best, I'd say, that any of them have ever looked. Yeah, they just look like, so good. And I know, I remember reading on Twitter there was controversy about them like making Tifa's boobs smaller. It's like, guys... They made her look normal. If they <laughs> okay, let her me boobs would have been way too big if they kept them the way they were in like not, the, the sprite they're, blocky form. You right? say I'd say in my opinion, given what she's wearing and she her looks, level of fitness, I think she looks still great. abnormally large. She looks great. <laughs> yeah, she finally has abs, which is crazy. I don't know if you caught that in the video. No, they I actually love it. Yeah. gave her abs. She, she looks like a, she looks like a fighter, right? Yeah. I think her arms are maybe a little too skinny, but I mean, it's it's an RPG. I'll I'll give it to them. You know? There's magic in the yeah. game. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, she magically people, empowers her attacks. I'll give it to her. Some people <laughs> complained about Aerith's face, saying it's a little bit too elongated. Do you have that feeling? 
No, she looks great. I like the mature. Honestly, I like how much more mature she looks yeah. in this iteration. Um, I thought that keeping the. You know what's funny? I think the person who looks the worst out of everybody is Cloud. Like he Cloud looks like Cloud, but that's also why he looks like the worst. He looks way too anime. Like I, I he's saw super. Yeah, I saw Barrett. Barrett is sexy. Barrett as looks fuck. badass. He's a bear. Yeah, like that guy is so. Oh my god. Okay. I like. I love it. Okay, Minnie's having a mini orgasm yeah. over here over Barrett. <laughs> or as I like to call him, Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. <laughs> my yeah, boy Garrett. No, I, just, I love them all. They they look they look amazing. fantastic. Yeah. I agree with you. Cloud looks the. I mean, it's Cloud. That's what he's supposed to look. He like. He looks That's how his, he's supposed he's, to look. He's like. He's the yeah. traditional Cloud. Yeah. They did. They killed it on the actual animation quality of it. But I agree with you. All the other characters got a significant enhancement yeah. in their uh, stylistic look. Yeah, I'm gonna. I can't wait. I'm. I'm actually looking forward to playing that. And just seeing everything and those like amazing high graphics, all and that it, stuff. Oh. And it's a remake too, so it's going to be a totally new. Well, not totally new. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a lot of similarities, but it's a new storyline. There's going to be more to it than the original game. I or hope some so. differences yeah. from the original game. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Aerith coming to FFBE. Let's talk about her TMR. So her TMR, Planet Whisperer, fantastic spirit TMR. Unfortunately, it just gives you 50% spirit, so that's gonna kind of give it slightly limited use. It also gives you a nice little two LB Christ fill per turn, mm -hmm. which is also really, really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, you're gonna wanna put this on Aerith, but potentially could see some use on some other spirit builds. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I like it on Aerith because of the two LB free per turn, and yeah. it's only because her LB actually costs a ridiculous amount. Yeah, um, but did you see what it does? Yeah, it I does did. No, it's worth it. It does it's, everything. It's worth the amount that they <laughs> yeah. tied to it. I'm just saying that getting that two per turn, I mean, yeah, it's going to take forever, but when you think about over the course of like five turns, you have 10 stones. That's yeah. a fifth of her limit yeah. first done just from this passive. Or if you if you stack her with a ton of healthy uh, fill right? <laughs> high tide passives, like yeah. you give her Bowie knife with high tide passives. Two Bowie knives with high tide passives. <laughs> Like if you stack her with high tide, I've seen people get her limit burst cost down to like seven or eight burst. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you could fill it in four turns. <laughs> like her limit burst. Let's just talk about it real quick. Okay, because it's pretty insane. It's so good that it's actually worthwhile talking about this build where you can spam her limit burst on every turn or every other turn. So. What does it do? Hit me. First of all, you want to max it out because it's going to decrease the burst stone, burst stone fill rate. But what does it do? It cures all status ailments. Mm -hmm. It revives everybody to 100% HP. If they're not dead, it gives them 100% HP. It cures all of their stat breaks, stop, and charm. It casts auto-revive on top of all of this. So, basically, it cures everything, fully heals your team, revives all the dead people. And then when it's done doing all of that, it gives everybody a re-raise. Like, disgusting. Yeah. How disgusting. This so, is, this limit burst, sorry to interrupt you there, is literally Lotus Mage Fina, Ayaka, and what's her name? I can't, Folka. All of their limit bursts kind of combined into one yeah. to make this insane amalgamation of everything. And this is why people are saying the uh, LB fill rate, the high tide build for her is actually viable. Because you don't need much spirit. You could probably still get her spirit decently high because of all her passives. You don't need any spirit. It puts everything to 100%. Her, exactly. Like, her limit burst is insane. If you can spam this thing, you don't have to worry about dying ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, well, some bosses are dumb. 
Yeah, I and know. they'll kill you, let you come back, and, and kill, kill you again. <laughs> but realistically, you're right. Like, I mean, if you're in that situation, you're not going to win anyway. But ideal, you have a tank or something, and now, it's just—it's so good. It does so much. Do you know how annoying this would be in arena? Most people don't come thinking like, "Oh, I got to dispel guy." Yeah, in arena. A lot of people don't run healers in arena anymore. So <laughs> I run my Lotus Mage Fina because of dispel guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, amazing limit burst. Anyway, let's talk right, about let's her talk STMR. About, yeah, her STMR. We got ahead of ourselves. Well, not ahead of ourselves. It made sense with the TMR. Yeah. The, the burst stone fill rate build is super viable. Anyways, her STMR, Aerith's Black Belt Choker. Um, giving you 60 spirit. Fantastic base spirit on an accessory. That's really, really freaking high. You're getting 50% dark element resistance. Mm-hmm. And on that top of that, auto refresh by five yeah. percent, and then this final ability—the sixty percent extra spirit on top of everything. Yes. So, uh, any spirit users, this is like, oh, this accessory is disgusting. The best. Yeah, it is disgusting. It also gives you higher modifiers for some holy type abilities, but I mean, it's not really worth talking about because it's not—you're not, not going to be using. None it. of these abilities are really that meta. You know what I mean? Like they're not chaos wave or whatever chains it's not going to help anybody too much it's nice to have i guess but yeah. even even without this this accessory is fantastic 50 percent dark resist tons of spirit mp refresh just if you have the chance pick it up let's talk a little bit about what Aerith's role is or so what i want to say first before we start into this is that healers have come to a certain point in the game where it's not enough anymore to just heal yeah, all seven-star healers are great at healing. They can take Plus your one other thing. They can they can fill up your team's HP pretty easily, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, what's going to separate healers is how much extra besides healing do they bring to the team, right? Yeah. So really quickly, let's cover. So for example, Lotus Mage Fina, she's bringing re a bit of MP battery with re-raise. Because like. Even MP battery, I feel like, is very common these days on mages. Like, Aerith has it, Folka has it, Light Mage Fina has it, or Lotus well, Mage Fina. Lotus Mage Fina, um, yeah. Ayaka has it a little bit. But, so, like, what do we... What kind of separates these uh, healers from the other? So, Ayaka is known as sort of the barrier healer, right? The barrier, yeah. She slaps barriers on your team. That's what she does. And the stop. I think she removes... She removes stop and she has uh, stop... Uh, what do you call it? Makes you immune to stop. Yeah. Which is so Ayaka's actually low on the tier list these days just because that's all she does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you look at Lotus Mage Fina, re raise is pretty re raise huge. is huge. Right? She was the only uh AoE re raise mage that could access it consistently. And then we got Folka, and Folka doesn't have AoE re raise. That's her sort of drawback. But she does have all ailment prevention. So she can prevent stop, charm all the statuses, all the debuffs, mm -hmm. right? So Some good elemental resistances with her. Right, so she's amazing for that. Yeah. So Folka was considered the top tier. between. It was between Folka and Lotus Mage Fina. Yeah. Because they, they fill different roles. Re-raise, super helpful. Yeah. Also, being immune to all the ailments is super helpful. Now, it's better to be immune than to heal the ailments. That's the logic, right? Because if your unit gets confused or something like that, you're boned. You're wasting turns. Exactly. You're potentially killing yourself. It's just not good. So this is what Folka has going for her. And Aerith, now on the other hand, she's sort of replaced Lotus Mage Fina as the premier re-raise healer. 
100%. Because like we talked about earlier, right? That insane limit burst, it's, it's just crazy. It, there's no way you can compete with it if you're a re-raise healer. And then not only that, she has access to, like she does other things in her kit, which we'll talk about, that also re-raise and things like that. Um, but the one thing she is lacking is she has no way to prevent the same ailments that Folka does. So that's why Folka is still kind of in, I don't know how to put it, she's kind of in contention there, depending on what you need for the trial you're facing. So like you said, it's way better to prevent it in most situations. Yeah. The thing that adds too is that it frees up your healer to do other things. Yeah. So for example, if you're constantly uh, using uh, ailment, whatever it's called, if you're curing all the ailments every single turn, you can't do anything else with your healer. You're kind of just locked into that, right? Yeah. Whereas with Folka, she can cast that, it lasts five turns. You you can do so many other things in between in that yeah. time. Aerith, on the other hand, will be forced to cure the ailments. Now, because of her insane limit burst, unless you are getting confused, which is the only one that wastes the turn of the person it hits, or berserked, I guess. I don't think there is any berserk prevention. Anyways. No, unless I you're think getting, you gotta dispel it. Unless you're getting uh, confused, she is it's still way better because she can do everything the healer needs to do plus get rid of these statuses. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on the trial that you're going into, right? Um, now, the other thing you can do is you can equip your units to resist the elements anyway. You'll take a bit of hit in your damage department, but it's all right. It's viable, right? Yeah. You know, you, you sacrifice an accessory slot for a ribbon, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, the only struggle is stop and charm, but then Aerith can take Heal those. those. Yeah. So I yeah. think overall, I agree with you. I think Aerith is the better healer. Mm -hmm. I also think she's overkill for everything that we have out right now. So if you've got like... A Lotus Mage Fina or Folka at seven star, and you're not particularly fond of Aerith or Final Fantasy seven. She's not really a must pull. Like the other two will do fine. They will take you where you need to go. Um, if you do happen to get her, or you just love her and you want to go for her, she's a great investment. I mean, mm -hmm. she's going to be really useful for a long time. Like she does a ton. Aerith has on top of everything. Like. The nice thing she has is the ability to dual cast a lot of really <clears throat> unique abilities. So, yeah. for example, you got some damage mitigation in there uh, on top of like all the typical healing stuff. One ability I like that she has is Prayer of the Cetra. And the reason is it's going to heal your party decently if you don't need like a crazy heal that turn. But it also frees her up on the following turn because it, it's going to basically max out everyone's HP on the next turn. So it kind of... If you know there's going to be something coming, you can cast this as part of one of her dual casted abilities and like prepare for that and free her up to do something else on the next turn. Mm -hmm. Assuming you're not doing the limit burst build. <laughs> well, I mean, even with the limit burst build, right? Provided your team's not being wiped every turn, you got three turns of re-raise. You can do other stuff. Yeah. And she, you know, she can do a lot. She can give your team HP barriers. She has a bit of mitigation mm -hmm. in her kit. So it's just general mitigation, but that's okay because she also has a counter ability that if she's hit with magic i believe she has a chance to give your entire team 20 percent magic mitigation mm -hmm. so fantastic i mean just overall i i think she's amazing she also has a turn five nuke with holy damage or, mm -hmm. or light, light damage, damage yeah um that spirit scales so if you want to go for that spirit build and you're, you you're not too worried about the limit burst she can also 
cap chains on turn five pretty decently because she can get her spirit very high. Because even with the LB build, I've seen her spirit go like to 1.2k. So I can only imagine if you're uh, going focusing yeah, yeah, on spirit, yeah. you can easily get that to like 2,000 probably. Yeah, no, so. I think she's going to have insanely high spirit. Given the amount of passives she has too, with like increasing her spirit, increasing her MP, yeah, even a lot of HP passes, she's going to be a pretty tanky unit. I'd say like among the tankier of the healers, just based yeah. on her passive stats. No, she's super good. I mean, there's a reason everyone's super hyped for Aerith. Mm -hmm. Not only is she a beloved Final Fantasy character, but she's also extremely, extremely good. And and if you roll her, she'll serve you well for the next six months to a year for sure. Definitely. I would like to add that her counter chance built in is really, really high. So if she is getting hit, you're almost guaranteed getting that uh, I think magic it's, mitigation. It's 25%, but she has a passive that increases that by 50. Yeah. So you will be, I think it goes up to like 37.5. So yeah. one, out of, one out of three hits, she will give you this mitigation, which is Given actually really high. Given how many really bosses hit AOE, yeah. <laughs> chances are. A lot of bosses do like cast a lot of magic multiple times, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There's a good chance. I think, yeah. If you're not, you, yeah. Um, but overall, that great gospel, her seven-star limit burst, is going to be absolutely insane. If you are able to build her for that, highly recommend it. If you can't, her kit covers you. She's still a fantastic unit and has everything you need built right into her kit. Definitely her, followed closely by now uh, yeah. Folka, CG Folka, as the two top healers. I definitely think that with Aerith, Lotus Mage Phoenix taking a backseat. Ayaka's been yeah. left in the dust by both of these healers. Yeah, because they all do what Ayaka... Like, both Folka and uh, Aerith can give HP barriers. Yeah. So that's kind of what hurts Ayaka, because all the other healers can like raise... Her, her HP barrier, I think, is the highest, but it's like in 99% of boss fights that... Yeah, exactly. I would rather not... have the uh, status immunity of Folka or the AoE re-raise of Aerith than extra 1,000 or 2,000 HP on my barrier. Exactly. Right. That's I, the thing. I agree with that 100%. So, but I mean, if you've got somebody like 7-star Yuna, 7-star CG Fina, they're both still very good. I wouldn't go too crazy for Aerith right now. They'll take you through any trials you need to. So that's it. Yeah. Honestly, if you, uh, if you randomly get one Aerith and you weren't intending to pull, it might be worth trying to get a second one to get that 7-star. Uh, depending, of course, what your financial, not financial, what your lapis situation is. It, obviously, if you yeah. can't do freaking pulls, you can't do pulls. Um, but I'm still seriously considering this because my current seven-star healer is Lotus Mage Fina. Aerith would take me over the edge. I just don't know if I want to. So what I want to say it. is, in Japan, they got an insane healer, um, Lena. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not going to be for a while. Probably six to seven months. I don't know exactly the timeline, but it'll be a while before we get her. But I think your Lotus Mage Fina should be able to take you through anything we do now so if you can hold off well this is my situation yeah. do i seven star my folka because i have one yeah i can use a uoc or do i just use my lotus that's the thing yeah. i have a good healer you can honestly just use your lotus mage for now if you're not having any trouble true because just yeah in your situation because even i i have seven star folka i'm just gonna wait makes um, sense but anybody who like i know for a long time i didn't have a seven star healer and anybody who doesn't yeah. have one right Aerith is definitely great. Like she will take you even when Lena comes out. Aerith is still going to be insanely good, and when she gets her enhancements eventually, 
She's like she's gonna be relevant for a long time. She'll if you draw her, you, you don't have to worry, right? Yeah. Definitely a great investment. A hundred percent. Plus, again, I always like to mention this. If you just love these units, go ham. You know, like that's what the game's about. Yep. Get your favorite units. I know tons of people are so excited. I'm, I'm still waiting for more Final Fantasy VIII units. Yeah. What the hell is this? I'm uh, waiting. We got Squall yeah. and Renoa. Yeah, give yeah. me. Well, we got Zell. We got Zell. We don't talk about four and three. They're useless. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Just give me a few more. You know. I agree with you. I need to scratch. Like I would pull a lot more if if they gave me a Final Fantasy VIII seven star at some point down the road. Yep. Like I would blow everything the same way I did for Sephiroth or not Sephiroth for uh, Cloud. Cloud. No, Cloud. Not what Cloud. Am I what am I yeah. Yeah. Squall. 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 And Renoa. Renoa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for that Quistus life. Yeah. Uh, the, hopefully it's coming the premier blue mage i think that that the, brings us to the end right it definitely does so quick recap of what what went down this this week um, yeah we got the vault of hidden treasures we got a rerun of the final fantasy 12 event with zargabath henna mines yep. um we got the extra stages from the Original. memories of automaton yep. events so you can get those crisps and you can farm those up we got our Final Fantasy VII event. Sorry, skipped one. Forgot about Katie. Kate, how can you forget the, about Katie? We got she, the, she's been around. <laughs> so well, for that's so how long. I forgot yeah. about it. She's just always there. Um, we got the Immortal Flame Katie, who is actually a fantastic unit for, I'd say, anyone from like yep. beginner to like mid tier. She does a lot for you. Great all rounder. Great consideration to keep two of her if you don't have anything that can chain quite as well as she can. Then we got the Final Fantasy VII event coming at you with some great accessories in there, free five stars, obviously the UOC ticket, and the current best healer in the game, and among the top five, I'd say, DPSs in the yeah. game with Aerith and Red 13, respectively. Yeah, I would say Red is probably comfortably in number four, right behind uh, Regina, Esther, and Zeno, so definitely a great pickup if you get them. Yep. So that's it for this week's show, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on the social medias, on Twitter, preferably. That's where we spend a lot of time. But anyways, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in next week's episode. See you next week. Peace. Peace.